Hey guys, this is Arturo, and I just want to promote a project that I've been working on. And if you are interested in fantasy football, particularly daily fantasy football, I've helped create an app. It is called FRS Fantasy Sports. It could be found on Apple or Android. Uh, we do things a little bit differently than FanDuel and DraftKings. We pick the stats. You pick the player that you think is going to perform best in those stats. We definitely have some unusual stats. Who will kick the longest field goal? Who will have the longest catch? Who will have the longest rush? This is what makes the game kind of fun. If you know the game of football and you're interested, check it out. It's FRS Fantasy Sports. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. Alright, this is our 13th UFC talk coming on the heels of Francis Naganu and Cyril Gan and Davison Figueredo, Brandon Moreno. So what'd you think, Anoop? I thought it was a super exciting night of fights. They were both like kind of hard to grade a little bit, like whether you're grading it round by round or the fight overall. But uh, I feel like Figueredo Moreno went as I thought it was being like a close fucking fight. And Ganu Gan went the opposite of what I was going to go because I thought it was going to be quick. So I, I feel like, yeah, it was just a great night of fights and some surprises, but some things that we thought were going to happen. Did you agree? There seemed to be some contention on Figueredo versus Moreno. Did you see that as an upsetting result? And not upsetting as in like you want a Moreno to win, but upsetting at like the decision of it. I thought after round four, Moreno was up. But then I think Figueredo may have done enough in round five to like win that round. It was just so close. Like I would have not been upset. Agreed. I didn't think like anybody could be like, oh my God. And I thought Moreno handled it with class, like whatever I lost. He could said, no, I didn't lose. Like, that's why I always bring it up. We should have half rounds or ties for certain rounds. Like, to me, that's like another draw. And I don't know if I really even want to see them fight again. I feel like they'll fight 10 times and there's going to be 10 close fights. Like, they're just so. That's good. I want to see them. Someone was asking me like, oh, four fights. Doesn't that sound ridiculous? I'm like, well, draw, win, lose. And like, yeah, so just like stop. And I'm like. No, dude, I'll watch those yeah, guys so fight like, every stop. six months. Like every six months they could fight for the next five years. I'm going to watch it. I just feel like then they're just going to like become best friends. They're going to be like, I don't want to fight this guy. Like I know this guy too well. Like it's That's what's be, funny like, is I think that's already happening. <laughs> because because at the presser after, I think Moreno was like, you know, I thought I won, but he's such a hard fight, man. He's so good. And like, like you see him, he's like giving props to him and stuff. He's, like, he's such a good fighter. <laughs> Yeah, the, like, and you have to hype up the other person as a good fighter because you'd lost to the other person once. Sure. So Figueredo can't be like, oh, you suck. And then it's like, well, you lost to somebody that sucked, you know? Yeah. Like, you have to respect them. There's something so genuine, though, about Brandon Moreno. Like, when he talks, like, you could tell, like, when he says, like, oh, it's such a hard fight. Like, you, you feel that for him. He's like, it was really hard, you know? <laughs> yeah. He just seems like a good fucking dude, like a good person. Mm -hmm. And vulnerable and honest i mean figueredo got the harder shots moreno got more of the shots i thought mm -hmm. so yeah it got me thinking because because brian our friend former guest he was like nah dude this was moreno's fight completely and i'm like it's hard to say that because i couldn't think of an instance because figueredo had 
was it three knockdowns or two knockdowns in the? I thought it was two, but I thought only one was like a real, real knockdown. Mm, There was two knockdowns, and so like I can't recall a fight where you win on the knockdowns and don't win the fight. Like it would have to be. I couldn't remember. I'm like, has there been a time where there's been a guy that has knocked down an opponent? But the other opponent has like controlled him for the whole fight and still won. Like I couldn't recall any fight like that. I think Frankie Edgar had happened to Frankie Edgar with Gray Maynard, but I think he eventually knocked out Gray Maynard. Yeah, that's so, the difference of the finish. But I think there might have been one where Edgar it went to decision and he won more of the rounds. Oh, I gotta look it up. I'm sure there is. Well, if someone's listening and they're like, "Oh, I know the fight," I definitely want to hear it. Either way, it's a rare thing. If you win the knockdowns, you probably win the fight. You got to think of all the stats they keep, significant strikes, takedowns, uh, control time, all those things. Knockdowns are the most heavily weighted. So if you win knockdowns, you usually win the fight. I'm not mad at it. All right. Let's see. I think Brian's mad because he lost money. Yeah. Brian's mad. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I got to rewatch it. I, yeah. But it's one of those fights that to me is like, all right, nobody won. It should be like, that was a good fight. It's a great fight. I, and that I don't feel like everybody wins. has to win a fight or lose a fight. Like, I feel like sometimes it's like, I think we should highlight draws. Like, all right, that was a good draw. Agreed. I was actually watching it with my brother and I was like, this is making a draw. Like, no, don't do that. I'm like, why, why is that so bad? That's how I felt about the greatest. For those of you that are listening, I think the greatest fight ever was Shogun Henderson. It was up oh. there. Yeah. For like one of the greatest fights ever. That should have been a draw. Henderson won, but like it really should have been a draw. Like to yep. me, like I was like anything other than a draw in this fight is like, and I felt so bad for Shogun. It's like, sure. And, and they did it I again. I watch that fight again. That's been a minute. That was one of the greatest fights ever. And yeah. it wasn't even one of the greatest fights ever just because they kept hitting each other in the face. It was like a little bit of everything, like wrestling, jujitsu, like striking, Muay Thai, like mm-hmm. heart. Like it was insane. Um, but yeah, give more draws. Like, I fucking feel bad for some of these people. Yeah. So do you think, uh, I mean, usually we ask what's next for each fighter, but I think we know it's going to be another figure eight over. I wouldn't want them to fight again. I feel like they should fight yeah. somebody else again. Yeah, like you just keep fighting the same person. Sometimes so it's like a little. Did you like that figure eight or was like, oh, we should fight again in Mexico City? Yeah, I thought that was nice. And that leads credence to like what you're saying, like that they're good friends now because they're like, yo, we'll make more money because who else? Are they going to make money off of it? One twenty-five. So Hudo's not coming back to one twenty-five. I think because yeah. he's training Figueredo. Oscar, Oscarov. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know there's like, all right, this is the biggest money fight for us. Let's fight again, and yep, it helps both of their legacies, regardless of what happens, to have an epic four, a four peat or whatever you call it. You know, yeah. quadrilogy. So, I guess I don't even know. Yeah. 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 Whatever it is, but. Good for them. I mean, great fight. Uh, Dude, the last minute of that fight when they're trying to kill each other, you just don't see that that much. Like they knew it was a close fight and they're just like going to go nuts at the end. That was sick. And Figueredo won that last exchange though, no? Uh, I think so, but not overwhelming. Yeah. It felt like, you know how they say uh, eyewitness testimony is always wrong? Like when, like for like murder trials and stuff, like we don't realize how much we forget, like mm-hmm. what was the killer's shirt and what was like this and that and like whatever, like, and so they say it's like notoriously flawed. That's why DNA is like so much better or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you can't trust people's eyes. 
they're not even trying to lie subconsciously. They just put faces in. And I feel like a little bit like sometimes with like grading, like after I saw the fight, I kind of forgot what happened each round because I'm not writing it like a judge. And I was just like, that was a close fight. Like, that's mm. it. Like, you know, like there was no distinct winner. So I'm and on verdict now- MMA actually like making my dis- my vote for like who won each round too. That, that's how I like keep track. Okay. And so yeah. in your vote, what did you vote specifically? I'll look it up right now. Let's see. Because I, I, like I voted that figure eight of one. Oh, you voted figure eight of one. But yeah. what was your, what was it like 49, 46, 48, 47? Oh no, it was, I had it 40, 49, 47. Oh yeah. I gave the first round 10, 10. Again, I'm not shy to draw. Good. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I could see something like that. I could see. Yeah. All right. How about Naganu? Cyril gone. you happy. Well, I'm happy. And Cyril God is a good guy too. They're both great people. We did a podcast on Francis and Ghana talking about how he fucking worked in a sand mine, poorest kid in school, walked two hours to school. Like everything that we think our grandparents say, like about how hard life was, like he lived that. And now he's building schools in Cameroon. And I think he has a chance to be like Ali, which is like bigger than a sport, you mm-hmm. know, like really make a difference and have this just crazy. I mean, Ali was able to do it with his like ability to speak. And Francis yeah, that's, is a great speaker. That's the difference, though. Like Ali was clever and funny. Francis not really funny. No, but Francis is deep at the in the press conference. Like some of the stuff that he was saying when reporters would be like, "Oh, is this upsetting you?" Like he has good verbal jujitsu, and he's like, "No, I don't get yeah. upset." He's like, "I'm happy with my life, but I want to be a free man." Like stuff that I was like, "Holy shit!" Like Very did he honest. just yeah. And this is it, but this is his third language. Like. He fucking speaks like the local Baite Cameroonian language, then some French, and now he's picking up English while he's learning how to be a great fighter over the last 10 years. And he's being able to like go at reporters in a way that doesn't make him sound like a dick, but is like making the reporters think about their own questions. Like, you know, it's like beautiful. And also to give some shine to Cyril Gan, his nickname is Bon Gamin, which means... Uh, a good kid like everybody always said he was a good kid he's like a caribbean immigrant for living in france and uh played basketball and worked at a furniture store and his friend that worked at the furniture store was like oh come train with me and he's like a beast now so the fight i think francis was hurt because i don't think francis fights like that if he's not hurt he was clearly fighting surreal's game yeah, which was he like he was hurt yeah but i'm saying he in the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, shit, he might be hurt. And it was like, then he admitted it. But he mm-hmm. fought like he was hurt. You know, it's not like he's like, I'm going to rampage you like he did Rosenstrike. And so mm-hmm. I thought that was like interesting to see him at his maybe weakest and pull out these new tools and win. But I also think Cyril Gan showed like a little bit of a lack of fight IQ. And so I don't know. It was just it was just a great fight. Yeah, but that's Cyril so hasn't tough. been fighting that long. None of them have been fighting that long, which is amazing. Yes, I thought it was a great fight. I think these are the best two guys right now. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I think Cyril Gon has great skills, but yeah, that uh, dropping for the heel hook just felt so. As soon as he did him, why? Why are you giving up top position? That just seems like such a dastardly move. So we have to talk about this one time. I think he dropped for the heel hook. But the first time, I think Francis swept him. 
I don't think he was going yes, for the yes. heel hook. You're right about that. Yes, there was a time. But even still, don't go for the heel hook. Yeah. Don't, don't, I, yeah, I, I don't like it. Um, but the second time, it looked kind of close. And he, he has a heel hook win. But like, it's also like, why are you going for that now when you had the takedown? It's too risky. But Francis's sweep was like, you saw him like, like Daniel Cormier was like, he's doing jujitsu. Like it was exciting <laughs> to see that he was doing jujitsu. Like it was like this big monster doesn't need to do jujitsu. And here he was and it worked. Yeah. But Cyril also was brilliant on his feet. A lot of times changing direction. His elbows were sick, dude. But even some of his kicks, his kicks were nuts, man. You just don't see heavyweights throwing spinning heel kicks. Cyril is awesome. I just don't think he does that if Francis is fully healthy. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I thought he did a good job of manipulating, but you know, no, knowing that Francis is hurt, yeah, maybe that does change things. I don't know. I'd I'd love to see Stipe versus Cyril or mm-hmm. John Jones versus Cyril. I mean, I think it's a little bit like rock, paper, scissor. Some of these like four guys, like some of them could beat each other or lose to one or whatever. I still think Stipe could beat Cyril, maybe. And I there's a tiny part of me that thinks. If Stipe was fighting this Francis with the fucked up knee, I think Stipe could win. I agree. He could take him down and he could like, yeah. Isn't that like crazy? If he's playing this wrestling game. No one's um, even talking about Stipe. He could still be champ. I love Stipe. And <laughs> I love Francis. Francis in the inner, fuck Dana White for not putting the belt on him. And fuck Dana White for not going to the press conference. He never does that. He put the belt on Figueredo. So he was there. Like Francis is a good human being. And he has the potential. D- Dana has talked about wanting to open the sport up. Africa has a billion people. Like, why don't you so, want this giant fucking African dude to be like the face of your fucking have him there? People will well, love because him. he wants more money. I mean, you know that answer. You know that answer. I know, but it's like. But what I don't understand is even from Dana's perspective, you know, if you don't put the belt around his waist, you know, if you don't show up to the presser, it's like your own hissy fit. And now you're just making it even bigger news. Yes. Rye, like you're doing yourself a disservice. So I'm like, is Dana White that dumb? Like, I don't understand that move. Like, you seem pretty smart, Dana White. Like, why would you do that? I mean, he's obviously very smart, but he's also very emotional, which is yeah, what I, we know. I guess so. Yeah, that, that that's going to bite I him. I just don't get like the cheapness. Like you, you automatically get paid for 500,000 views. That's the ESPN deal. So that's like $35 million. Mm-hmm. And like the whole, all the fighters you paid last night was $1.8 million. So it's like so drastic, the difference compared to any other sport where it should be like, all right, it should be like 50, 50, you know? And Francis has the ability to bring so many eyes to the sport at my gym. Shout out Richmond County, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I feel like a lot of the jujitsu gyms, I don't always hear people talking about the UFC like all the time. Yeah. But before this card, I heard a lot of people talking about the UFC, you know, like when everybody's getting ready, like uh, or when everybody's cleaning up after the after training. Mm -hmm. And I also heard a lot of people talk like, oh, and you hear what's going on with Francis and Dana. And I thought that was interesting, too, because I never hear people talk about the politics of the sport so much. Yeah, yeah. And so clearly, like, I don't know, I think it's something about human nature where you can have lightweights or welterweights say stuff. But when the heavyweight champion says something, there's like a certain aura around it. And Francis is almost like this mythical dude that just started training 10 years ago, coming from the fucking poorest place in the world 
and succeeding. And what he's saying, like, maybe he can push the sport further. And the fact that he got under Dana, where a lot of other fighters have gone under Dana, like Mark Hunt and Tito Ortiz or, but I don't know if anybody's gotten under Dana this much where he doesn't put the belt on them and he avoids the press conference. That's legit. This is a completely unique experience because this is the first time a champion's contract has ended, right? So we found out that uh, in the old days when a champion would be at the end of the contract, if they still retain the title, the contract would extend another fight. It's basically so the UFC saves face and stuff. But there was lawsuits filed, litigation filed that like that can no longer be a part of the contract. And so now since 2017, Francis is the first guy to have a belt at the end of his contract. And so now he has the ability to leave as champion, which, of course, is going to rub the UFC the wrong way or Dana White specifically. Um, Do you think this can be a catalyst for fighter pay or is this just a catalyst for Francis pay? Like, there's nothing to say that, like, if they pay Francis, that everyone else down underneath is going to get paid. I think it's like uh... you think there'll be a trickle down in this. I think it's a thousand cuts, of course. And there is a trickle down based on what you just said. The championship clause used to be you have to fight again. And I think it was something like three fights. It wasn't even one fight Mm. or it was like five years and whichever ends for last. Right. Yeah. So it, it was like it was like you are a slave to them. Like you can't get out. And George St. Pierre is stuck under that contract. And the only reason now the contract is one year. And like one fight, whichever comes earlier. And Mm -hmm. so Francis is like, I'll just sit out a year. And the only reason they did that is because of those lawsuits. So there was a trickle down from those lawsuits. And the people that started those lawsuits was a CB Dalloway, who was a fighter and John John Fitch. Fitch. Yeah. Who was a good fighter and um, great fighter. Great fighter. And so, yeah, I think there is a trickle down. And I think Francis being the heavyweight champion and winning like is so good for the sport, which is why like part of me wanted him to win even more. It's like, cause this will piss off Dana and Dana fucked over Stipe. He didn't promote Stipe that much yeah. either. Stipe should also be a global superstar. Yep. He's a fucking immigrant. Okay. If I was a promoter in America, like Stipe is in many ways, like the perfect person because he's a white immigrant. So everybody that's like white loves him because like kind of like our America but then he's like this immigrant dude that everybody could also be like, oh, like all the immigrants could get behind. And then also he's a fireman that it works hard that everybody could get behind. Like, how do you not love a Steve Miocic? And he's handsome, you know? Yeah, so and- this, this is another thing where I'm like, how do you not have this foresight? Like, you know, you know that this can potentially happen. Why wouldn't you spread the seed a little bit? Do you know what I mean? I think- I think they don't want to set a precedent. They showed old text messages and other conversations. They were like, Lorenzo Fertito is like, wow, you really ripped off that fighter. Great job. Like just making people feel as though they have no other option, you know, and then like signing the deal. And I think they have the foresight, but now it's just like enough losses. Yeah. What is he going to do? Well, do you think, what what do your take in terms of, uh, do you think there's a shot that the UFC signs Francis again to a bigger deal? Or do you think of like, course. oh no, Francis is going boxing? How don't you give Francis, how don't you pay Francis at least $5 million a fight if you're the champion that brings in oh. viewers? Okay, yeah, and, I agree. 
and then be like, think okay, you UFC can fight does Fury, it. you can fight Fury, but we get 40%. And I think that's fair. If you're uh, the one that helped build them up to some extent, you know, maybe Francis could get upset at that. But at that point, I feel like that's more of a fair negotiation than giving him 600 grand, which is like. He could fight Fury right now for, I would imagine, at least 10 million. At least 10 million. At least. So give him five. And so here, get five. here's what's crazy is that one fight at 10 million, if you keep paying him 600,000, like even another seven more fights. It's 18 fights, I think. Yeah. At 600, it doesn't 000. even like 18 fights. Yeah, that's more than a career can even have, like, especially at his age, his weight. Like, I don't know. I just don't think, of course, you take the boxing match. Like, but there's no way Dana's going to contend with boxing money, though. 10 million. Like, do you think Francis would be like, oh, okay, I'll fight UFC for 5 million, even though boxing will take me 10? I don't know. I think, no, I don't think. To me, it's a no brainer. He's going boxing. I don't think you're going to see him in the UFC. I think Ngannou would want to do both because if he loses in boxing, He's still the heavyweight champion. And I think there's a part of him that, like, when he was younger, he wanted to be a fighter. Like, so I don't think it's all just the money, but obviously the money matters and he's doing a lot of good in his home. And, like, the money is a big thing. But I don't think he would totally shun away from the UFC because $5 million is still $5 million. And like I said, they made $35 million at least from that fight, from that pay-per-view. You could give him $10 million. He's the the big person on the card you know yeah they could but will they is what i'm asking i'm just i just don't understand and i brought it up before they're owned by william morris endeavor (laughs) and that's the number one talent agency in the world and so they obviously bought the ufc knowing this is talent beyond even just fighting i think they're looking at like these people could become movie stars or like in commercials like icons like social media like everything and you pay somebody like matthew mcconaughey or george clooney or brad pitt like 20 million a movie but you could always replace them with other people in that movie that would do just a good enough job but you cannot replace some of these fighters like there is only one in ghana how are you being this cheap between six hundred thousand and five million just give the man his money it is a little and promote different him. it is a little different because Endeavor is not really paying McConaughey 20 million. They're they're finding the producers and the people that are making films that will pay him that much, right? Like they're like the agents. Yeah, but we're paying Ngana with our money sure. by the pay-per-views. Sure. They're not but, paying out of pocket. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. But um it's not like they're paying McConaughey that money and like, oh, they also have the money to do, you know what I mean? But there's also like you could say, like, maybe no one else can play it like McConaughey. Like you could argue, oh, cool, you could play that role or this person, but no, they want it played like McConaughey can play that. All role. I'm saying is that so those you could say that with Nagano too, because you're like, oh, Stipe could fight, right? Like all these other heavyweights can fight. Cyril Gan could fight. So yeah, but 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 there's a certain but not floor. like Nagano. Yeah, okay. So I, I don't think acting is anything less than fighting I'm, in that instance. I'm just saying there's a certain floor. Once you reach a certain status, you're not doing a movie for less than a certain amount like 15, 20 million if you're a mega star. Okay. You know, fair. like Robert Downey Jr. Because you know, I'm a mega star. I command this. And Connor is a mega star. So the UFC listens to it. But the UFC could make other mega stars if they wanted to. And Nganu has the ability to be a mega star. Stipe had the ability to be a mega star. Like, why are they not giving these people like the push to become that mega star? Because they want, they want the, the UFC thing. to be bigger than the person. But that, that's you know, the answer, right? 
you know, you know what I heard about the Ultimate Fighter, which was crazy. Hmm. Uh, when Dana first pitched the show, and obviously Dana paid, like they all paid for the show out of pocket, but they wanted to call the show American Promoter, and it'd be centered around Dana White, as opposed to Ultimate Fighter centered around the fighters. Dang, what a weird ego! But that was that's a megalomaniac. Yeah, thank God that didn't happen though. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, all right, William so, Morris I, Endeavor loves Dana because. Dana technically has no more equity, but I think they still pay him like, yeah, two, like, like hundred million a year or some yeah. crazy number like that, like an absurd amount of money. So but he's definitely following orders. I'm of the belief that so he has some contentious beliefs. I don't think you see uh, Francis Nagano in there. Maybe that's the pessimist in me. I guess I don't know. I would love if they paid him, and that trickled down even better. But I, I don't think so. I don't think Dana's going to change. Yeah, just his actions there, emotional. Like, I think he's just, okay, see ya. You'll have a vacant title fight with probably like John Jones, Cyril Gone, or Stipe, whatever it is. Uh, the other contentious thing is I think that John Jones, I've said it that I don't think he's going to fight again, ever. Not only that, if he does fight, I don't, I have a hard time believing he's going to be good at heavyweight. Even at light heavyweight, like I have, I'm of the belief that John hasn't looked like the people like oh john is the greatest ever and sure he is arguably you know without drugs uh but in the last five years has he had a great performance six years his last great performance is when he fucked up gustav that's a long time ago yeah the second gustavson fight and now you're telling me you're gonna rewind the clock to that point 70 pounds heavier potentially 60 pounds heavier i don't know man against the hardest hitters too, or Cyril Ghosn, who who's obviously shown that he can be athletic at that weight. We're just, yeah. gonna, we're just gonna take it for what word that like John Jones can do that, even though we haven't even seen that at 205 in the last five years. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe that's contentious, but I don't believe John is as good as he thinks he is now. Maybe give them 10 million each in Ganu and Jones. That might be the biggest fight in UFC history. Yes. And yeah. that could be. That is making that would be the biggest fight. That's not a McGregor fight in a long time. And it would be about the fucking sport, which would be amazing as opposed to then just like, yeah, the entertainment, you know, uh, which is also important. But it's like if you're building the sport, you got to build the sport up like you want to make it like the NFL, you know, where it's like worth 100 billion and it's like global yeah. and there's rules and it's like fucking exciting. But this is like a little bit like too soap opera-y. Like there's got to be a balance. But thank God that fucking Nganu won. Thank God Nganu swept him in the fucking fifth round and was able to maintain the control. There's part of me that thought like Gan was winning. If I had it graded after the first four rounds, I would say Gan won. Maybe. Yeah. That was also a fight that could have been a draw. So in, I saw it as I saw it as 3-2, but clearly. Like for me, the first two rounds were gone. The next three were Nganu. And for me, that was like the clearest, like people are like, oh, this sounds like a close fight. And I'm like, it's close, but it was like super decisive. Like to me, that's like, OK, clear, unanimous. Yeah, to, me, to, the fifth, to me, the fifth round could be a 10-10 because Gan was on top for half the round and then Ngannou was on top for half the round and nobody did that much damage. And Gan did have a nice submission attempt and Gano had a nice sweep. It was to me like it could have been a draw. I don't think but, he had much of an attempt, but 
the fact that Ngannou was hurt and was still able to do that, like, I feel like, all right, he won. Yeah. Um, Ngannou also had a great comment in the press conference just before I forget. They were like, you know, how do you feel like you may not fight this year or something? He goes, the UFC has only let me fight once a year for the last three years and my knee hurts. And so I'm going to heal and then I'll fight next year. So it'll be the same thing. And I just thought that was like such a beautiful line and so smart. Like, yeah, why isn't the UFC letting him fight more? Like he fought like one year, like three, four times, knocked everybody the fuck out. Like right now he could be considered the greatest heavyweight fighter in UFC history if they let him fight as much as he wanted to fight. You know, it's crazy. It's like they had all these stats like, oh, that's Cyril Gaon's first loss ever. I'm like, did you also know that was the first time he's ever been taken down? Really? He's never been taken down before. The Ghanu actually got the first takedown on Cyril Gaon. Yeah. So like there's a lot of things about Cyril Gaon that I think are very underrated. And the fact that he's only been doing it for three years, I think, total is insane. Like, yeah. If, if you're talking about like talent wise, stop talking about John Jones. I think you should talk about Cyril Gaon. I know he's coming off a loss, but. That's that's where I think the magic of the heavyweight division is. It's still in that guy. Yeah, I I totally respect him. I think people skill wise still respect John a little bit more because of I think because he has the resume that wrestling is the tough thing. John will sell more. He has a resume of experience, right? Undefeated. But I mean, he was defeated to me a couple of times, but it's a long time ago. And I can't imagine John doing his like long leg kicks and all that stuff. Like he's generally winning because I think he's the more athletic and bigger guy. But against Gon, he's not the more athletic guy. Like the way Gon moves, like that's an exciting, exciting fight. It is. To me, the UFC so heavyweight think- division right now is amazing with those top four fighters and Lewis for five. Like, yeah, you, you got to have these guys going every like six months. Derek Lewis first tie to Ivasa is probably like one of the best matchups you can make. Yep. Like, That's a great matchup too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's, let's propose that Francis Nagano is no longer in the UFC. What is the heavyweight championship look like? Who is it? How do they decide it? You're the Maybe matchmaker. Stipe versus gone and the winner fights John Jones, something like that. Ooh. Okay. So John Jones has the pass to the championship, not Stipe or gone. I just think like John Jones is, it's just also like politics, the way it's going to work. Like, like I, think it would be mu- I think it would just be much harder to get John to fight somebody else to then fight somebody else. Like John is not going to fight unless it's for the championship. And to be fair, he is the goat. So like you do give him the ability to, he's arguably the goat. And so people that are like him, GSP, Jose Aldo, I think they get a little bit more leeway for being all time greats. But uh oh, but Cejudo, no. Yeah, Cejudo too. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure that wasn't the. <laughs> He's a double champ, but Cejudo also didn't defend his belt ever, which is like a little whatever. But on my list, though, I put him with McGregor, so he's at the same level as McGregor. But I put like okay. Aldo, Jones, or GSP. GSP, yeah, because GSP fought Bisbing, like he cut the line. Okay. So I was like. Certain people should be allowed to cut the line. So I think John Jones like has earned that. And uh, yeah, if there's no Francis, then it would be gone. Stipe. You don't My feel like Stipe got chipped? I know. But Stipe hasn't fought in a while and he did get dominated by Ngano. So, okay. All right. So he had his opportunity is the way I look at it. Okay. But if Francis was still in, then it would be Francis Jones and still gone versus Stipe. But it would be like a tournament. And then the winner faces that. 
Like that would be amazing. Well, what if, what if, do you still talk about Derek Lewis if he beats Ty Tuivasa? Yeah, but he's got to wait. He got dominated by Gon. He got dominated by Cormier. Like he does have the show. Like he's had a couple championship matches. I know. That he he hasn't gotten. And and that's what's weird about that heavyweight ranking. Like what is Derek Lewis right now? Four, five? Yeah, I'd give him like four or five. Yeah. Okay. If he beats Tuivasa, was he stay four or five then? Yeah, exactly. That sucks. Yeah. Then he's got to beat the night. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's why I have like problems with these rankings. I'm like, if you lose, you have to drop down more spots because it's just, it's weird to like fight, win, and then you're nowhere. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm definitely with you on that. I really don't. I think I'm, I'm not as pessimistic as you, though, because to me, the people of William Morris Endeavor, like I saw, they wrote about Nganu in the New York Times. They wrote about Nganu in the New Yorker. They were talking about him on CNN. Like he's got a story. And, if he does leave the UFC after a year and then goes to fight Tyson Fury, every UFC fighter is going to, every UFC fan is going to watch that. And every boxing fan is going to watch that. And that would be so embarrassing for the UFC where like, you should have to spend $10 million not to be embarrassed to allow that to happen. Yeah. With but you that, not even being in it. Involved, that's the level. I think it has to go to, in order to push it. I think it's a re- I think it's inevitably going to go there because Ngannou is the heavyweight champion. Tyson Fury is the heavyweight champion. Both of these guys have incredible stories. Both of these guys have big followings. Yo, Both the- of these people are respected by fighters and fans. Like, Yo, I think Tyson Fury is the coolest because even when they're like making matches for him in boxing, Francis puts a tweet out and he's like, oh yeah, I'll fucking fight you. Like he'll fight anybody and he'll just be like, yeah, let's fight. Like Gypsy King. Yeah, Gypsy like, King. I'll do it with no gloves. I'll do it with MMA gloves. Like the coolest thing about Tyson Fury is that he's super skilled. He's super unassuming in terms of like his size and what he can do in terms of speed and footwork and skill. But his best attribute, I mean, his story is pretty sick too, but his best attribute is just, yeah, I'll fucking fight anybody. <laughs> I think that's like one of the greatest fights ever in the sense of just like Crossover, excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Tyson Fury, six foot nine, like, you know, like monster. Uh-huh. And also his name is Tyson. Tyson inspired Nganu. Tyson teaches Nganu. Like, yeah. I just think there's like, but here's this English gypsy that wasn't respected. Here's this fucking Cameroonian refugee that wasn't respected. As people, they weren't respected. But then as fighters, they are respected. And then they're going to fight together. And that's a hundred million dollar fight. Like, that's at least yeah think think of all the good these guys could do with that money i think uh i think there's no way a smart business person would be like no we have to save 20 million dollars when they can make 80 million dollars like how do you avoid this i don't know maybe there's some bigger long-term implications there i have no idea how long do you think this will even pan out like when do you think we'll even hear the news a year from now six months i think i think I think all the time because you're going to have other fighters talk about pay and maybe Francis just tweets out. Oh yeah, I agree. So it's just, he's putting like, maybe Uh, he'll just keep interjecting himself. And honestly, a year is not that long of a time. And so people are just going to start being like, Oh, what's happening next? You're going to be a free agent. Like they can't just wait eight months and then be like, Francis, what are you going to do? Theoretically, he could start planning his fight for February. So yeah, people could be he can start I'm sure there's people in, contacting him for right now. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And so th- this is like 
yeah, they have to do this. Like they're already planning fights for June. Like this is just six months longer. They can't sit around. So do you this. think uh, like a PFL might even appeal to Francis? Maybe, but I think the first thing is like, if, if Francis gets, because look, if they fought with four ounce gloves or even regular gloves, obvious odds are obvious that Tyson Fury wins, but Francis could hit him. And if Francis hits anybody in the world, he could knock them out. And then Francis. The same thing about Deontay the, Wilder. He has the greatest story in the history of the world. And if Francis get knocks out Tyson Fury, you sure. go for you go for that. To me, like PFL can make a move. They offer a million dollars. Like that's more than he's making there. Like I wonder if he would even think of that. What that would do to MMA if he accepted like a deal with PFL. But if he fights Fury, he gets ten million at least. Yeah, I, th- that's why to me, like my my one prediction is like you're not going to see him in the UFC again. He's, he's boxing. I think you do see him in the UFC again, but he's going to get his one boxing match that he wants at least. Oh, if he okay. loses decisively, I don't know if he's always going to keep boxing. Then so, he's the so you think champion. there'll be a partnership with the UFC to get the boxing match? Well, that's what they did with McGregor Mayweather, and they made a hundred million dollars off. Right. So, but Francis can make you- more without the UFC involved in it and then come back to the UFC potentially. Yeah, but I think then he has issues with the UFC that he's got to be a free agent. The UFC still is the biggest place in the world. And I keep bringing it up. They have the best talent agency in the world that could make Francis an even bigger superstar as he is. Like, put him in the fucking Avengers or some shit. The guy's Maybe a superhero. he doesn't hero. need it. He doesn't no, need that- it if he can make $10 million with Tyson. Look at all these athletes. Look at Michael Strahan. He made tens of millions of dollars in the NFL. But you make even more money fucking hosting Good Morning America for a few years, you know, like, right. and, and, and they'll all do that. We're like, oh, I just got to wake up and read shit and I'll make way more money and I don't have to train. Like, I'm just saying it's a long sure lifespan. Francis is that guy, though. I'm not sure either, but come on, you go put him in the fucking expendables and get and he makes like one point eight million dollars for doing Probably nothing. Good, like that's, yeah. Yeah. Easy. Avengers like Wakanda, like definitely he's, these yeah. people. He's the real version of those people. So I think if the UFC goes, hey, we'll set up the shit with Tyson Fury. If you negotiate on your own, you're going to get 10 million. If we negotiate on your behalf, we're going to get you 20 million. So whatever you get, like you're going to get more. So just do it with us. And also when you if you come back to us, we'll have a minimum five million per fight. Look what we do with McGregor. Uh You're not as big as McGregor. McGregor still fights with us because obviously he sees value. Right. But. What I'm saying would have been a lot easier if you just showed him the respect from the beginning. And this is what I mean. Like, of course, give him yeah. the money earlier and you could get more on the back end later if he trusts you. Yeah. But I just I feel like they're like fucking shysters a little bit, like like overly cheap, like to a level where I'm like, I don't understand that you guys have billionaires that founded you. The Fertitta brothers were billionaires that ran casinos. It's not like you're struggling for money. You have Abu Dhabi sheiks that have billions of dollars in oil and gas money. They want to make the most money they can. It's not, it's not appalling. It's not surprising. But what I'm saying is they can make more money if they're not so stingy with this little bit of money. Maybe. Francis isn't all like I could sell Francis. I could sell Stipe. Like I could get people to love these people. They can, but they don't as much as they could. They promote fucking McGregor. They should promote these guys as much as they promote McGregor. That's a fair argument. Yeah. People will watch it. Yeah. And William Morris Endeavor has access 
to every single media outlet in the world. If they want to, they want to make Francis a star. They can make Francis a much bigger star than he's been doing on his own. Fair. Any other things you wanted to talk about? Uh, other fights? Uh, nah. I just thought. Uh, I just think there's like a big month of good cards coming yeah. up. Like a lot of yeah. good fights that are on the horizon. Whitaker, Adesanya. Yeah. Uh, Daryush uh, Makachev yep. is exciting. They set up Glover versus Jiri in May. So that's like a little bit further away. I'm hoping they just totally finalize Kamzat versus Gilbert Burns. I think those are all like kind of exciting fights. They said Oliveira is talking about he'll fight anybody at 155, but he'll also fight at 145 and 170. That's dope. I like that. Yes. Like it's like, I'll go down and yeah. up. There's good things on the horizon. Cool. Yeah, there is. All right. I guess that's it for tonight. Thanks for listening again, guys. Love y'all. Peace. Okay, so uh, beyond this podcast, you guys know that I'm also a teacher. I teach about geography and environmental and economic issues are very important to me. And so I actually have a startup. It's uh, like an Uber for everything or an Airbnb for everything. So on Airbnb, you could rent out your house. Well, on Renta, you could rent out any good service or space. So if you have a wet vac or a pressure washer that you're not really using all the time, rent it out. Or if you are a jujitsu black belt and you offer private lessons, you could rent that out at any price. Or if you have gym space, you could rent that out. Or if you're a nutritionist on the side. The idea is I wanted to help freelancers make money and you keep 100% of everything that you ask for. And uh, the idea is to reduce consumption and keep money local. You could also look at it as uh, the next generation of Craigslist. And so if you like the podcast and you kind of trust me, I would love if you check out the app and download it. If I become rich, we could just keep making fight content all the time. So uh, give it a look. Renta, that's R-E-N-T-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.